Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidil Mursaleen. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa sallam. Tasliman kathiran ila yawmiddin amma ba'd. We were talking about the point on... The, which is the fifth principle of uh, Tasawwuf and Sufism, which is to try to follow a accomplished, an accomplished guide. So he spends quite a bit of time on this because you can clearly see that he's got a lot of concern. I've mentioned before that sometimes to become a religious guide and set up a kind of a system is quite lucrative for some people and it can be abused, which, I, which we've been saying and that's why we're actually covering this course so that we can understand what truth tasawwuf is or not. So here he says, he's talking about obviously uh, certain people that he's probably seen uh, maybe in Egypt where he was from or otherwise. He said, حَتَّى صَارَ مِنْ أَخْلَاقِهِمْ أَنَّ مَنْ تَصَدَّقَ عَلَيْهِمْ أَوْ أَكْرَمَهُمْ بِكَرَامَةِ اتَّخَذُوا ذَلِكَ عَادَةً وَطَالَبُوا بِهَا مَنْ فَعَلَ مَعْهُمْ الإحسان حتى يضيق عليه المسالك ويقولون أعطنا عادتنا وإلا نتشوف عليك. Now what you have to remember is that today, when you go to Egypt, you still have Sufi khanqas, Sufi retreats, but probably nothing compared to what it used to be uh, from a hundred years ago and before that. <coughs> the much of the Muslim world, if not all of the Muslim world. This is what was found there. If you go to Morocco today, you go to Fez, you go to Marrakesh, you see them, Ol Khan Qaz, you see that in Syria, you see that everywhere. It's only in this last hundred years that there's been um, criticism and uh, a move in another direction. Otherwise, it was the common thing to do. Now, obviously, when you have a lot, then you're going to have the good and bad. And you can have a lot of bad and you can have quite a few good. But from what he's saying is that there were very few good ones most of them were problematic. He says to such a degree that some of their behavior has become such that if uh, an individual goes and gives a sadaqah to them or goes and gives a hadiyah or something or sadaqah for their place or any other, they do another kind of favor, they provide something else, then they take this as some kind of ritual for them and then they essentially compel them to do this over and over again by using various different types of pressure it seems for example they would say to them you you better give us our stipend our normal gift or whatever it is that they've been giving them otherwise we're gonna look over what you're doing almost giving this kind of really strange idea that we can see what you guys are doing like if you don't do this then we'll inspect you spiritually inspect you now when it's coming from a person who is in that kind of a position and you've got ignorance that's prevailing then for you arbabu ahwal they're giving people an in, they're giving people this idea that they are people that they themselves meaning the the, the shuyuh, that they are people of states that Allah has gifted them with being able to maybe go in a trance or and have an unveiling or whatever it is and know what people are doing and their secrets. So that's going to intimidate people. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always confirms what they say. Like whatever they say it generally happens. Now when somebody claims that, a lot of people who are gullible, they're going to they're gonna just accept that. 
He said, absolutely not. This is not the way of the Sufis. This is not the way of the people of Allah. The real way of the Sufis is to be humble, to be, to have humility, to love, uh, to be veiled and not to be well known, to be totally abstinent from what people have, not to want what people have, and to be extremely scrupulous, to give others preference over themselves, and to ultimately just rely on Allah. That should be their state. These people, فَهُمْ أَشْرَارُ nas, They're the worst of people. يَأْكُلُونَ أَمْوَالَ النَّاسِ بِالْبَاطِلِ Consuming the wealth of people in an unlawful haram way. But at the same time claiming to have high levels, claiming to be at high levels. Whereas they're actually in the lowest of the low. These people have become abundant during these times. There's so many of them. Such that they filled the corners of the world, every place. Not just in Egypt, but every place they filled it, wherever he goes. Na'udhu billahi minhum. We ask Allah to give us refuge from them. Qala ustaduna al-Sayyid al-Bakri fi al-Fiyat al-Tasawwuf. Ustad al-Bakri, this was one of his teachers. He's written al-Fiyat al-Tasawwuf. This is a thousand poems on Tasawwuf. And one of the, two of the lines is there. Waqad nama fi... وَقَدْ نَمَا فِي ذَا الزَّمَانِ شَرُّهُمْ حَتَّى سَمَا فِي النَّاسِ جِدًّا ضَرُّهُمْ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُمْ هُنَا مَنْ يَرْضَعْ مِنْ أَجْلِ ذَا الدِّينِ الْحَنِيفِيِّ وَدَعُوا He said there's numerous people in this time who basically become prevalent like this and um, there's just not enough people to res respond or reject these people or to take care of these people and get rid of them. To basically reinstill the whole idea of the Hanifi faith, the pure monotheistic faith of uh, focus entirely on Allah and nothing else. May Allah grant us Hanifiyyah. So then he says that so when Walamma Nadar Ahlullahi ila kathratihim wa kathrati fasadihim wa khtilali aqaidihim aghlaqu abwab al zawaya al irshad wa fawadul amra ila rabbil ibad. He said when the true Ahlullah, the true people of Allah, when they saw the abundance of this corruption, Abundance of such people and the abundance of their corruption and their corrupt beliefs and ideologies, they shut their own retreats down. They locked up their own, uh, they locked up their own retreats of, uh, of guidance and irshad and they just consigned their matter to Allah. There's not much we can do. Sufis don't go out and start causing problems. So they just shut their own down that we, ca we can't get involved in this because everybody's going to think it's the same. وَاخْتَلَفُوا فِي النَّاسِ فَلَمْ يَعْرِفُهُمْ إِلَّا مَنْ خَصَّهُ اللَّهُ بِالْأَنْوَارِ الْإِلَاهِيَ وَالسَّعَادَةِ السَّرْمَدِيَّةِ So now, uh, among the people, very few people would recognize them as the true people. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen these people and specified these people to give them His real effulgences and their light, not these other ones. Unfortunately, most people are not going to understand that. That's why he's saying that it is necessary فَعَلَى مَنْ تَشَوَّقَتْ نَفْسُهُ إِلَى سُلُوكِ طَرِيكِ التَّجْرِيدِ حَتَّى يَسْتَغْرِكَ فِي بِحَارِ التَّوْحِيدِ 
ملازمة التقوى والتجاء والتجاء إلى الله والتوسل إليه برسوله عليه الصلاة والسلام في أن يجمعه على شيخ عارف يربي. So if there's anybody whose nafs, whose self um, is highly desirous of following the path of spirituality, path of minimalism, which basically takes you away from having too much dunya, wanting too much dunya, such that they can really become absorbed in the oceans of divine oneness, what they need to do is they need to hold fast to God-fearingness and taqwa. And they need to really turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Iltija. They need to really entreat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, really turn to Him with a lot of desire. And they need to also turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by taking an intermediary of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them, bring them together with a true shaykh who is genuinely, who genuinely has ma'rifah of Allah, who can help him, his tarbiyah, who can help nurture him. وَيُخْرِجُهُ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ النَّفْسِيَّةِ And who can take him out of the darknesses of his soul. وَيُصَفِّيهِ وَيَسْقِيهِ مِنْ خَمْرِ الْمَحَبَّةِ وَيُصَافِيهِ Who can purify him, cleanse him, and give him from the, from, from the, from the, from the drink of love. Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who can truly who can truly be sincere with him because one thing is for sure when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows your sincerity he will give you opening to him he will give you opening to him if you just want to be part of a tariqah because they're famous they're well known it feels good to be part of them there are additional benefits in being part of them Right? There could be so many things. Nafs and greed and uh, fame comes about everywhere. It attacks many things. But truly, if Allahumma rzuqna hubbak wa hubba man yanfa'una hubbuk hubbuhu indak Oh Allah, grant us your love and the love of those whose love benefits us in your court. That That's really, we need to ask with great fervor. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us that. Even if it's a person nobody knows. For, uh, you just have to be careful that shaitan doesn't. You know, cause any more conflict there. Uh, when you find somebody like that, just hold fast. Just ho- tie your hands to him. Basically, just hold fast to them. Just be like a dead person in front of them. Whatever they tell you to do. Very difficult to do today. Type of individualism. Right? Everybody has their own thoughts. Parents find it difficult to have their children think the same way. So to try to have that today is very difficult, but as much as possible. It, that's the only way to cut your ego. Otherwise, everybody has their own ideas. وَقُلْ And then, and then say, الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي هَدَانَا لِهَذَا وَمَا كُنَّا لِنَهْتَدِيَ لَوْلَا أَنْ هَدَانَ اللَّهِ All praises to Allah who guided us to this. And we would not have been guided had Allah not guided us. ثُمَّ خُذْ فِي الْجِدِّ وَالْإِبْتِهَالِ Then after that, you need to just totally immerse yourself with as much emphasis as possible in all seriousness and just basically humbly entreating Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَجُدْ بِنَفْسِكْ لَا بِالْمَالِ Don't just 
be generous in spending of your wealth. You need to spend of yourself for the sake of Allah. Not just by giving donations of money, but by giving yourself to help Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to, to get to know Allah. That's why Kama Qala, as one of the poets said, فَنَافِسْ بِبَذْلِ النَّفْسِ فِيهَا أَخَلْ هَوَى فَإِنْ قَبِلَتْهَا مِنْكَ يَا حَبَّذَ الْبَذْلُ وَمَنْ لَمْ يَجِدْ فِي حُبِّ نُعْمَا بِنَفْسِهِ وَلَوْ جَادَ بِالدُّنْيَا إِلَيْهِ إِنْتَهَ الْبُخْلُ he said basically he's saying that you, th those people who have desire, you need to just ex expend yourself fully. And if, if it's accepted from you, then mashallah, what a wonderful spending, if it's expended from you. And whoever can't find the real true love of that in their heart, of nu'ma, basically here talking about your beloved, then you, you need to basically, even if you give your whole world, it, it won't make a difference. You need to have the love in your heart to do that. So that is, uh, th that is basically his ending and his discourse on finding the right shaykh and what a shaykh needs to be like. But as I've mentioned before, uh, in one of the previous ones, one of the, maybe the last one or the one before that, it, it's very difficult to come around with the most perfect person. There, is not, there aren't any perfect people. And then as we get further away from the time of the Prophet especially in the West when there's so much fitan, there's so many challenges, there's so many distractions. Very difficult to find somebody who uh, find somebody who's going to be perfect, even close to perfect, even half perfect. I mean, there there are great people out there, mashallah. May Allah subhanahu wa taala allow us to to have uh, a means to Him. Right, number six, the sixth prince, the sixth principle of the path. Just to reiterate the principle, just so that we don't forget all of them, because it has taken a few weeks. The first principle of the path was shukr, uh, of, uh, was actually uh, tawbah. Because when, until you don't do tawbah, until you don't repent, then we're just carrying the baggage. You're going to take a journey somewhere, you don't want to carry all the junk in your car. right? You want to clean it out so that you, it's, when you're going to go for a run, you don't want so many things weighing you down in your pocket. The end of the day. So Tawbah is important so that we can have a fresh start and go. Then number two, we need to do Shukr because the benefit of Shukr is that we're fulfilling what Allah wants us to do. And number two, when you do Shukr, Allah gives you more. So it's in an incentive. It's, it's like, you know, get rid of everything and then do Shukr that Allah has given us the tawfiq to that. So He gives us even more. That was number two. Uh, number three was Sabr. This, once we get onto this path, it's not going to be easy. You will not be able to do what your friends want you to do what everybody else wants you to do, what your family even sometimes may want you to do. We need to have sabr and patience. And then you need patience on the patience. If you can't do what your friends want you to do, you can't lash out at them and get so arrogant and so, uh, uh, even your family, that you guys are all jahil and ignorant. You can't do that. There's some people who, mashallah, become religious and they now are going to not do what they were doing before with, with their family members, even their spouse maybe. So, so now, let's just imagine your family members, like your own spouse, husband or wife, right? You've just suddenly, mashallah, changed and you're going to have to have sabr in the way you deal with them as well. You can't just do it in a way that um, you must change overnight as well and if you're not going to do it and you cause a big ruckus. Uh, you need to have sabr and patience even in, in that as well, right? So... Um, that was sabr and patience. We need a lot of patience. And then number four 
was to be satisfied with the decree of Allah. There's no other way about it, to be honest. If you can't be satisfied, because once we start understanding that Allah is behind everything, and I'm trying to do my best for Him, so He's going to do best for me. And Allah is not He's not the one who oppresses. He doesn't basically oppress anybody whatsoever. Even a small amount He doesn't oppress. He's the wise one. He's the, not, he's the, he's the omniscient, all-knowing one. When Once you've understood Allah, then there's no way you can think that Allah is out to get you for no reason. So that needs to be clarified. Then we will understand that anything that happens to us, for example, the other day I'm, I'm riding back home, I'm, dry, I'm on my bike, I'm riding back home, and there's wind. Now, anybody who's into, you know, who's riding bicycles, rain is bad, right? Snow is very bad, but wind doesn't let you go. If you've got a tailwind, it's good maybe, you know, it'll help you. But if the wind is coming from in front, you're trying to pedal, you can't get anywhere. It's like literally trying to pedal against an invisible force, like there's an invisible window or something. It's crazy. So now, if that's going to delay you getting home, so then you think, man, this is getting delayed. Why is it like this? What are you going to do about it anyway? What are you going to do? You're going to argue with the wind? Like, okay, if there's a car blocking you in front, you can go out and fight with the guy, right? And argue with the guy. Get out of the way. But how are you going to do anything with the wind? How can you argue with that? So then you must succumb. But that's the moment when you think, okay, this is what my nafs is telling me, protesting, but this is Allah, that's what He wants. Maybe I need to get home five minutes late. Because there's a reason for that. See what I'm saying? You can always find a reason behind things. And it's just, you might say, well, that's just convincing yourself. Well, what's wrong with convincing yourself if it just makes you feel better? If it makes you less aggravated? If it gives you less tension. Isn't that a good thing for the heart? So while these things are what Allah wants us to do spiritually, but I think psychologically they're better for us. Physiologically they're better for us. Because at the end of the day, you don't want, uh, now they've narrowed everything down to hormones, right? So you don't want cortisol. Right? Cortisol is a bad hormone. The bad hormone which constantly gives you stress. Why would you want that? Relax. Think, think well and get the dopamine going and you feel better, right? So when you've got it down to that level, it can, it's so easy to understand this. These atheists, they say, but these are all just convincing factors, opium and things like that. Well, I'd rather have that, to be honest, than not have that and have a purpose in the world, you know, have a way to deal with my issues rather than there be nothing, you know. I'd rather look forward to something like that, at least have a better life in this world. We believe in the hereafter anyway. So, Radha' bil qadha, to be satisfied with the decree. Number five then was what, what we've just covered in this lengthy discourse, which was to try to find and then to follow a, an, accomplished, an accomplished guide. So that was number five. Number six is uh, al-ju' which is a very difficult one, which is hunger. What about hunger? Hunger, as-sadis, al-ju'u ikhtiyaran. This is to undertake some hunger by choice. Fasting is a good one, isn't it? بِأَنْ لَا يَأْكُلَ أَكْثَرَ مِنْ أَكْلَةٍ خَفِيفَةٍ فِي This is probably one of the most difficult. The others are difficult as well. But this one is like, no, I can't even do this. I mean, I know I have, a tr- I have trouble with this. That you don't eat بِأَنْ لَا يَأْكُلَ أَكْثَرَ مِنْ أَكْلَةٍ خَفِيفَةٍ فِي يَوْمِهِ وَلَيْلَةٍ مِنَ الْحَلَالِ That a person does not eat more than just a light meal in his day and night. And that of the 100% halal. 
halal and tayyib maybe. If you just get very expensive, nutritious food and you just eat a bit of it rather than eating a lot of junk food there you go, one meal a day and there's always these diets, Allahu Akbar I mean, diets are a difficult one man. they work for a short while and then you lose them again but there you go, one meal a day diets, right? he says the problem is with halal to try to find the halal is وَهُوَ مَا جُهِلَ أَصْلُهُ he said, unfortunately that's something whose foundation has been totally uh, unknown now you don't know how to get halal anymore. He says, but the way to build this up, right? The way to build this up to this level, before you can even get onto that diet, is you need to do the five. You need to do the uh, the five and two diet, which is basically by fasting. He says, because that's another diet, isn't it? The two and five diet, right? So you probably need to do that before the other one. It's much easier to do this probably because at least. Uh, you know, to try to stay away from food for the whole day except a light meal is much more tough than stay away from food for a certain number of hours. Because at least you know that, okay, I can't eat otherwise I'll break my fast. I'll have to do qada anyway. That psychologically is probably more helpful in the beginning. That's why he's saying that uh, that will not be possible for him to have that light meal diet, right? In the beginning of his, uh, in the beginning of his path, uh, and, uh, except by first abundantly fasting. فَإِنَّهُ لِجَامُ السَّائِرِينَ That's the saddle of those who will travel. That's the way you start off with the fasting. وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْعَدْلَ ثَمَرَةُ الْمَأْكُولِ فَالْأَكْلُ الْحَرَامِ لَا يَنْشَعُ عَنْهُ إِلَّا أَعْمَالٌ خَبِيثًا مُحَرَّمًا He says, really what it is is that um, you get justice as a consequence of what you eat. Right? And he says, eating the halal, sorry, eating the haram cannot produce in you except bad, bad actions, except corrupt actions, except pollution. You eat haram, it's going to be pollution you're going to get out of it. You sometimes wonder, right? <clears throat> sometimes you're fine, and then suddenly you get involved in a sin. Maybe something, an addiction of the past. You get back involved. And like, why? How? What happened? You can't see anything specific, but you just can't help it sometimes. There could be so many factors, to be honest, and one of them could be haram, eating haram. It could be maybe something we said to somebody, maybe somebody close to Allah and we said something bad to them. It could be so many factors, you know that. Because unusually sometimes we fall back in, relapse into something. You just have to turn to Allah and say, Allah, forgive me. And sirf salihah. You get proper halal food, then the only thing that's going to be produced uh, from a halal food is going to be a'mal um, salihah, righteous deeds. It's a quantum world we live in and it's a quantum uh, existence we have. So everything affects everything else. وَالْمُتَشَابِهِ يَنْشَأُ عَنْهُ أَعْمَالْ مُخْتَلِطَ The doubtful food. It doesn't have to be doubtful in its ingredients. It could be doubtful in our earning as well. Then what does that produce? If halal provides good, if halal food provides good actions, bad food provides corrupt actions. And what about doubtful food then? He says doubtful foods, they will produce deeds which are mixed up. So it may be a good deed that you're doing, but it won't be a pure good deed because it won't be devoid of riya, of ostentation. You'll be showing off with it, so that will cancel out the reward. Well, ujub wal khawatir radiya, you'll still have bad thoughts in your heart. You might be doing the good deed, but then you still have uh, narcissism. 
uh, and bad thoughts that will plague a person. So we ask Allah for discernment and we ask Allah for tawfiq. Uh, then number, uh, number seven, eight, and nine, uh, they move on to al-uzla, which is um, to um, stay away. Just throw yourself on, just put that away, that will probably be, do the trick nowadays. Because we're already used to not being with so many people because we're mostly on our phone anyway. So now it's just easy now, isn't it? you don't have to forget so many friends, you just have to forget one phone. And Thamin and Assam, we'll, we'll get to that insha'Allah. We ask Allah for tawfiq. Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam tabarakta ya dhal jalali wal ikram. Allahumma ya hayyu ya qayyum bi rahmatika nastaghith. Allahumma ya dhal jalali wal ikram. Allahumma ya hannan wa ya mannan. Salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Oh Allah, we ask you for your complete forgiveness. Oh Allah, completely forgive us. Oh Allah, we're involved in so many things that we should not be involved in. We perpetrate things that we should not perpetrate. Oh Allah, we commit excesses against you that we should not be committing. Oh Allah, we don't want to do these things, but sometimes we're overwhelmed. Sometimes we're distracted. Sometimes it's a point of ignorance. Oh Allah, we ask that you do not allow us to succumb to our nafs. O oh Allah, that you, not, you do not allow us to succumb to our nafs, that you grant us guidance in everything. O oh Allah, we ask that you hold us by the forelock and enters, enter us into paradise. O oh Allah, write us to be of those people and turn our actions into the actions of the people of paradise. O oh Allah, we say we love you. O oh Allah, grant us your true love in our heart. And O oh Allah, also bring around us such people whose love will benefit us in your court. O oh Allah, make our surroundings conducive for your love. O oh Allah, conducive for worship. Make your obedience beloved in our heart and disobedience hated in our heart. O oh Allah, we ask that when we gather here, O oh Allah, despite our wrongdoings, despite our defects and despite our sins and excesses, that you still envelop us with your mercy and your forgiveness and your benevolence and your special attention. O oh Allah, we ask you for your forgiveness and your benevolence, for your special attention, O oh Allah, for your love. And O oh Allah, do not let any of us leave here without being forgiven. O oh Allah, never to return to the wrongs that we may have done. O oh Allah, and make uh, g grant us kalima on our deathbed. Grant us the la ilaha illallah on our deathbed. Make all of the stages of the hereafter easy for us. Facilitate that for us. Facilitate for us a place in uh, in the shade of your throne on the day of judgment. O oh Allah, give us good company both in this world and especially in the hereafter. O oh Allah, make the final, the rest of our life better than the previous part of our life. O oh Allah, make the best of our life the last part of our life. And make the best day in our life the day that we stand in front of you. O oh Allah, we ask that you bless our families and you bless our children. Not just our children, but our progeny. Make them a grant. Uh, make them a source of gladness for our eyes until the day of judgment. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, we ask that you bless us in our businesses, in our work, and you remove any obstacles in our path, any difficulties, any issues that we may be having. You protect us from all forms of evil that are out there, and you accept us all for the service of your deen somehow. You accept us all for the service of your deen and keep us fake focused on you. Bless all of those who have allowed this program to take place and who 
facilitated in any way whatsoever and all the attendees who are here and all of those who are listening online and other places oh Allah bless everybody oh Allah bless everybody bless everyone oh Allah we ask that you send your abundant blessings on our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and grant us his company in the hereafter subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon wa salamun ala al-mursaleen alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi